The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, November 14th, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Katie. Hi guys! Uh, Can't wait to talk about the episode with you. And Priscilla Rocha. Hey guys! Also... Super stoked to talk about this episode. We got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. We really do. So let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 8, which was titled, I'll Be Your Mirror, and aired November 13th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Emma and Regina formulate a plan to trap the evil queen in a prison of their own making, while Snow and David adjust to life without each other. As Henry nervously prepares to take Violet to the school dance, the evil queen impersonates Regina to give him some advice that could lead him down a dark path. Meanwhile, Zelina agrees to help Belle, and together they enlist Aladdin to steal a magical object from Mr. Gold that could protect Belle and her unborn child from him forever. Burm, 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 burm. All right, so uh, I want to get everyone's initial reaction to this episode, and we'll start off with Priscilla. Oh my god, the adventures of Swan Queen. Oh my, these two, when I, when I see them together, it's magical. I love it. And just the thought of the Wicked Witch teaming up with Belle to talk to Aladdin to steal from Rumpelstiltskin. Like, all of these, like, like fairy tales meshing together is what Once Upon a Time is all about. Loved this episode. Katie, did you love this episode? What did you think? Do you agree with Priscilla, or is she wrong? <laughs> well, she's not wrong, but I mean, there were a lot of good thing or things in this episode that I did like by themselves. But I kind of found myself a little bit underwhelmed. I don't know why, um, because there were certainly things that I really liked about this episode, and um, there's some great moments. Um, but I don't know. I just felt a little underwhelmed. I was kind of bored a little bit, which, I mean, I don't know why, because there was a lot of stuff going down. But, uh, yeah, 
I found myself looking at my phone a little bit more than usual, but uh, I don't know. Katie, yeah. you're supposed to be our bright and bubbly ball of sunshine. Have we jaded you? You have jaded me forever. This is all Priscilla's fault and Brittany's fault. It is. I blame both of them. I was not the sour apple last week. I, I, I will admit to that, so come on, Katie, you gotta be sweet. Speaking of okay. apples, you guys turned my beautiful red apple, Katie, into a green apple. I'm so sorry. I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> yes. I don't know if I like this, but uh, we'll find out before the end of the show, listeners. But I enjoyed the episode i've sort of been the one that i guess i've been sort of sour pussing about like the past two episodes but this episode i really enjoyed i thought it was another fun episode and to be quite honest i did not even notice that there weren't any flashbacks until the end when i was like oh there weren't any flashbacks there was so much action going on that we really didn't need them and i thought each storyline whether they were just a couple minutes in the episode or you know sort of like the the, the main storyline of the episode I, th I thought all the storylines were really well done and uh, I'm glad that we got to see what was going on with uh, sort of everybody in the town in this episode which I thought was uh, pretty awesome so I'm looking forward to chatting with all of you about it maybe a little bit more with Priscilla than with Katie but what can you do no let me stop but uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> Wow. <laughs> There's favoritism in this episode, listeners. I'm just saying. There is. Yes. Fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, before we get into our thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. So, as always, we'll start off with giving a shout-out to the opening title card sequence, which featured uh, the forest uh, filled with mirrors, basically reflecting, ooh, see what I did there, the world <laughs> behind the mirror, and, and the O and once was all mirrorized and everything. It was uh, pretty awesome. This, this is probably my favorite opening, like, mm -hmm. one oh, that really? they've ever had. Like, I loved it. It looked... It was. I don't know. It looked dystopic and just like all broken up and stuff. Like it, it, it was that right level of foreboding and creepy that like I, I liked a lot. Yeah. It was really pretty. I liked it a lot. I agree with both of you, especially not knowing what the mirror world was going to look like. I thought that was a great sort mm -hmm. of tease as to what's to come. 
Exactly. Yeah, so, okay. So how we're going to break this episode down is through the various storylines, in particular because we do not have a flashback storyline. So I'm just going to snatch the band-aid off and let's talk about everything Rumbell. And uh, we'll start off at the very beginning of that storyline. And it starts off with uh, Belle visiting Zelina and basically asking Zelina for her help. You know, she tries to sort of like, you know, just break things down and like, like, you need to help me. And, and Zelina's like, and why do I need to help you? And so she's basically like, you know, we both have people in our lives that we love that continuously disappoint us like you have Regina and I have Rumpelstiltskin so come on you know let, help me help you know my baby you're a mother too you know I, I want to uh, go as far away from here as possible so that he can't get his hands on this baby and you know just shears and all this kind of stuff and um, Zelina's like well I can help you out, but the problem is I do need the Sorcerer's Apprentice's uh, wand because that's how I was able to create portals before. And obviously, Gold has that. So, Belle has an idea on who can help get the wand. And so, this is like the scene that Priscilla mentioned that I also thought was hilarious because we have Beauty from Beauty and the Beast, we have the Wicked Witch from the Wizard of Oz, and we have an Aladdin and Jasmine from Aladdin together. I love that. In <laughs> Granny's, in a diner, having a conversation, which I thought was spectacular. And there were so many great lines. I mean, after Zelina was like, oh, come on, you know, you're a hero, and you got to do all this heroic stuff, because that's what heroes do, and blah, blah, blah. And Aladdin, like, looks at her, and he was like... I don't like this one. I, I love that. And I also loved when Jasmine, like, interrupted Zelina and was like, who are you? Like, it was, it was fantastic. But the whole conversation is basically Belle asking Aladdin to break into Gold's shop. Because, of course, you know, Aladdin's this master thief, the best thief in town, and all this kind of stuff. So that he can get the wand so that Zelina can help Belle. And they convince him, you know, it's like, come on, you know, you you can be a hero and all this kind of thing. And so they, they end up convincing him. And uh, they, well, before before they convince him, she also references the, the fact of the shears. That, you know, basically it's Aladdin's fault that Gold has the shears because Aladdin was trying to help uh the savior aka emma and obviously you know things went wrong and now all of a sudden rumpelstiltskin has this year so they're like you have to help us and so he ends up agreeing and uh, he breaks into gold's shop while gold is in the back and he's doing the thing that i, I believe he mentioned that it calms him down or it, it gets him focused where he's turning the straw into gold and uh he nearly gets caught but a little toy monkey, a little nod to Abu, saves him. And uh, when, you know, he thought all hope was lost, that he wouldn't be able to find it, he finds a little secret compartment under one of the cab glass cabinet type of things. And he ends up finding the wand. 
So, he ends up, you know, giving it to the ladies, and uh, while he's with Jasmine, he ends up showing Jasmine that he found something else, and it is a genie's lamp. And he explains that it seems that his genie, the genie that helped him, is no longer living in this lamp, but that there seems to be someone else, you know, taking up residence in this lamp, and that maybe they can help them with uh, the whole Agrabah situation. So No, Aladdin, please, no. Well, we'll discuss that in a moment, but we unfortunately we have to finish up with what happens at the farmhouse. So, okay, so Zelina is lusting over the wand. That didn't sound right. But um, she, she's very... <laughs> She's very excited about having the wand in her possession. I don't know if that helped. I don't know if that sounds any better. But um, but uh, before she can use it, poof, it disappears, and gold is there, and it's like, I knew the street rats was there, and all this kind of stuff, and, you know, you're never going to get away from me. And uh, he ends up putting a gold bracelet on her that he spun in his shop that basically is like a tracking device. You know, so anywhere, any place that Belle ends up going, he will know where she is and he will find her. And, uh, And then he ends up like saying something that I thought was really valuable. He was like, you remember what Rumpelstiltskin does? He takes children. I was like, oh god, really, dude? (laughs) And so he's obviously very pissed that Zelina was helping Belle, so he starts to use his Jedi mind tricks to choke her. But all of a sudden, while he's choking her, he gets uh, pain in his heart. And he's like, what's this? And Bill's like, what's going on? And Zelina's like, that's called a heart attack, baby. And she reminds all of us of the fact that Zelina helped Gold in New York City. And uh, apparently when she helped him with his heart back then, she did some sort of, um, you know, twist into the spell that if Gold ever attacks Zelina, physically harms her, he gets the same physical pain, basically. His his heart ends up, uh, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, he ends up... His heart ends up being, like, squeezed and bursting in his chest, like... Basically. Yeah. There you go. Cold on that heart. Exactly. So, and if he ever inflicts pain on her, basically he feels the pain as well. So, we'll stop with Gold right here. There's a little bit more with him, but that goes into another storyline. So, let's first talk about Aladdin before we get into Gold. And and what happened with Belle. What do we think is going on with this lamp? Because I'll be honest, I did Google the lamp that Jafar got trapped into in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland... It's not the same shape of a lamp. So, I don't At- think that's Jafar, unless they're going to change the lamps on us. And um, I, I did like the nod to Sydney because I feel like Sydney was his genie. Okay. Oh. I, and it was a nice nod to Robin Williams, too. 
Um, Do we really think it was a Robin Williams? Yeah, line? because I, I'm pretty sure one of the writers said it was. Okay, because yeah. I thought it was more so for Sydney, because I feel like well, even though yeah, they never really said it in the context of the show, in the show, it was, yeah. But as like a side context, it was also towards as like a double context. Yeah, it was like a Robin okay. Williams, which was cool. I thought that was nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And I feel that's the lamp that Sydney came out of. But because Sydney, I remember, I, I believe I remember from back in the day, I haven't seen, uh, I believe that was season one. Um, I haven't seen that episode in a long time. But I feel like when they showed the lamp, it was like the traditional sort of Aladdin's lamp. The one that uh, the uh, king ended up finding and you know rubbed it and then all of a sudden Sydney popped out and then he fell in love with Regina and mm-hmm. that was a whole another story I don't know if like we've already had the assumption that that shady like lady that came out with the red bird at the beginning of this season was Jafar so I'm not necessarily sure that it's a bad thing but like it's not good poking around magic that like you don't know what the effects are. Like this is how we get dark ones. This is how we get bad shit. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't expect Cyrus to come out of that lamp, but I don't expect anything good to come out of it either. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And and obviously the the oracle wasn't Jafar because she died. I'm gonna die with that theory. She's gonna come back to life, and it's gonna be. I, I would love that. <laughs> But she did have, she had the, like, the black veins. Yeah. Like, that's, like, no bueno. Yeah. Which sucks, man. I was so excited. I thought I was know. Sorry. I thought we were right. <laughs> but it's good clever. that we were wrong. Because we usually guess stuff. It's true. It's very true. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't feel that that's Jafar. Because it's a different lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But I also feel like it's nothing good, like what Priscilla said. Yeah, it's true. Why the heck did Iago help? Because that that red bird is Iago. You can't tell me anything different. Like, we saw it in the flashback, and it's exactly the same. Why was it helping that shady lady who died? Like, But that red bird was in their possession. It was in Aladdin's possession. Was it? It was in the cage, wasn't it? Mm Mm-mm. That I could swear in the flashback it was in a cage. I I thought that the red bird like hung out it, with with um, Jafar like it was on his like sh- shoulder and stuff and oh it, it was on his shoulder in flashbacks. It was yeah oh, because okay. apparently they had <laughs> apparently they had issues with the bird while they were filming because it would like oh that's funny yeah it was I can't remember exactly what happened but it like got angry at uh, Odin and like. I don't know if it pooped on his shoulder or if it just, like, was flapping its wings and hitting him in the face or something. But he was, like, he got angry after a while of filming. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Isn't that funny? Yes, Mm -hmm. I love that Katie knows stories about bird poop. Karen David did, like, a... It was um, one of those shows that takes place after a show airs and they have, like, guest stars on and they talk about the episode or whatever. Um, And she was on one of those. I can't remember what it was called. Um... And she talked about it a little, a little bit, but it sounded really funny. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Okay, so let's get into it. No, Lord. but like, we all, like, we all know what 
We're talking about when his voice gets all low and sad. <laughs> Uh, yes. I'm just gonna start off by saying the line where he was You like, love Rumpel now, oh, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I'm, okay, I like Rumpel as a, I like Rumpel as his own villainous character. I'm just frustrated the season with the whole Rumpel thing. Uh, but just, like, starting off by saying the line where he was talking about you know what they say about me, I take away children. Like, what the? That was the creepiest freak. Wasn't it romantic? Your, th- no, this is your son. Oh. What the heck? <laughs> it's kind of like I'm going to take him away from his mother. Like, maybe I'm looking like too much into it, but like now it doesn't even seem like he's focusing on Belle because I think mm-hmm. like Golden Queen is happening. Now I think he just really wants his son. He's fixating on it again. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want Belle to end up like Mila. Like, mm-hmm. I. I Oh god, like his his reaction to like forcibly keep her there with like the gold like wristlet. Yeah. Makes me think of like those I don't know, like it just feels really abusive. I have I have nothing to like compare it to. Like you It's just creepy as fuck. And yeah. not only that, but somebody mentioned that he only uses the term deary to his adversaries. He's never used it on Belle up until yeah. this episode. Oh. oh, that's a good point. Oh, man. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> like, I just... I, I'm glad Belle is stepping up for herself. I will say that. I'm glad that she's not, like, cowering down and being like, okay, I love you anyways. I love both parts of you. She's like, no, I don't like this the at all. Cup. <laughs> I love how she's all small and like four feet two or something, and <laughs> Zelina's like an Amazon goddess and stuff, and she's still like, "What? What? Oh my gosh. Some. You're gonna do, you're gonna do what I freaking tell you." Like, it's she's, great. She's such a spitfire. Like, I love her, and like to points up for the fact that she thought of like, I, I need to get away, and she worked with somebody that she really doesn't like, Zelina. And they still manage to, like, even though they don't win the war, they win the battle. Like, mm-hmm. but they yeah. sure that I love them together, though. Oh, yeah. They said this on the web. I don't fully think that they're going to go this route, but I just thought it was funny. Funny in the sense that I was like, oh, okay, that would be a huge twist. But they were like, look, Beauty has her new beast. Oh, my gosh. Please? Oh, my God. If we can't get... <laughs> get like swan queen ever to happen like to have another wicked witch with another disney princess heck yes like yeah. that's what i was thinking of too because obviously swan queen will never happen but this could be like their version of swan queen in a sense a new beauty with her new beast a oh wicked beast i don't think they roll that way but like god damn i don't think they do either but that, that would you know that would be nice I doubt it, but go ahead. Sorry, Priscilla. <laughs> no, just like I loved that Zelina was like when when he did that weird line about like I take babies, and <laughs> she's like, "Tell that to your son." <gasps> <gasps> oh, that was so good. <laughs> I was like, hashtag yes with that. That was fantastic. Like, give, give, give a 
on to this queen. She just she just gave the line of the episode. She slayed like, the beast. That was the best, man. Uh, that, that was, was like a sh- that was shade. That was reading for filth. That was everything combined. It was <laughs> fantastic. Like she could have dropped the mic. Pretty much, let's be honest. She could have been like, she dropped the mic. She'd be like, I'm done. Yes. Just, do you think Rumple can be saved at all? Like, not now, and not well. We're not going to talk about. We're not. Twist where he's like, there's a spell or something. I like. I don't know how in the heck they would do that at all at this point. I read something online, and this was honestly a Rumbell person, because that's what they identified themselves as, Mm -hmm. and this was their theory. They think that Rumple saw something in the future or something, and that he knows that this thing, I'm, I'm saying thing, because that's what they think, this thing inside of Bell is evil, and it's not really their child. And so he's doing all of this to protect Belle because what's going to come out of her is like the most evilest of the evil of the evils and that he will be the hero because he will stop this evil. Okay. I don't know if I fully buy that because that's a whole lot of jumping to a whole lot of conclusions. That's, yeah. That that brings up the whole theme. That brings up the whole theme that happened with Emma where even before this child is born, and you're already denoting that it's evil which is completely different from what once has been saying that it's all about choice it's all about choosing to be a better person or like not and we see that with Regina and I feel like they couldn't go that route like he already mentioned in the last episode that like what if I'm afraid to like to change like I don't necessarily feel with that with that said that the creature or the the kid whatever the hell you want to call it like is <laughs> is bad like why yeah. would he want to change then i don't yeah, know I've, like, I've seen another theory that seems a little bit more likely to me like a little bit more um where kind of going along with the theme where the evil queen split herself that rumple split himself and this is like the evil side of him but i mean that's, that's uh, a little bit more likely to me than that one, but I still don't know. I think if he split him, and he's got his good side captive. What? He's like has his good side yeah, captive some, somewhere. Something like that. That's. I think that's what was in the theory. But if they split, it would just be him and the dark one. Like he already has a split to his personality. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. That would make no So maybe this is all the dark one. Yeah. I don't know if I buy it. I know. And I, yeah. I don't feel like he can be redeemed. And I, I don't want us to get into the promo because we can do that in the spoiler section. <laughs> but after seeing the promo, I don't feel like there's anything that they can do to redeem it. Especially yeah. if, if what we see in the episode goes sort of like how we think it is after that promo. Because I'm like, that to me is like the final nail in the coffin of Rumbell, which I feel bad for the fan base because, you know, you don't want to see people sort of in pain. And and I know that they're going through it. Like, to be quite honest, if any of them are still even watching. Yeah. I I read a comment somewhere online. They're like, 
you know you know basically screw the writers screw the producers you know all of us rumbellers can live in the world of fan fiction because that's where you know the true love is and the nice sweet moments from like season two and that kind of thing and it's kind of sad that if you want to reference good times in your favorite couple you have to go all the way back to season two <laughs> and we're in season six yeah they've had like a really, all those people really that really rough, liked bagel fire too <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm trying to like search for any way that they could redeem him, but it would kind of be like what they did with Zelina, like with that squeaky storyline with her and Robin, or with Regina and Graham, where they're just gonna be like, and all that creepy shit he said. It's not very creepy because we're we're forgetting all about it. Next next storyline, like. Yeah. They do that sometimes with some really disturbing stuff, and I could see them doing it with Rump- with, with Rumple, like, because he's a fan favorite. I don't see him ever getting written out of the show, like. So I think it's gonna be a yeah. Waiting. I feel like the only way that they're gonna, they they could redeem him is it would have to be in the finale and they martyr him. You know, he dies to save everybody. Like, he has sort of like a last minute, you know, everything is about to die, everything's about to end, realization like, oh crap, I need to save everybody. And then he, you know, he sacrifices himself. And then that's it. it. That would bug me because he's already, like, had to do that with Pan. And Mm -hmm. he had the chance to do that when he gave up all of his powers as the dark one and like n- instead he just came back worse and he took yeah. all of the dark one he- powers so like I-, I don't know like it-, it feels like they would be treading on the same damn storyline but not as if they haven't been doing it recently i feel though yeah. that rumple has been at his very worst this season like if you're gonna go well he's out of character maybe because like they took his evilness and dialed it up to a hundred. This episode, mm-hmm. like I've never been like as like disgusted with a character's actions until I've seen this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it even surpasses like Zelina's actions with Robin and Regina's with with Graham. Like it's just it's repeated abuse. Like God, it's worse. I don't like his scenes. Like I actively want to change the channel when it's his scenes. Like. I know, and every time Regina or the Evil Queen walks into the shop with him, I'm like, nope, nope, fast forward. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'll say this. I don't mind him as a villain. I just don't like that they're still trying to make Rumble happen. Or, or maybe they're not trying to make Rumble happen, but they're they're like dangling it in front of like that fandom's face, and uh, like Katie's read a lot of interviews with uh, Adam and Eddie and and that kind of thing where they've said you know keep the hope alive and that kind of thing, and I just like being in their shoes. Like I just can't see myself having any hope because like. Are we watching the same show? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just I just can't see where the hope can be at all. Yeah. I know. I don't like, know. I was talking to, to uh, like, with the cast here, like, earlier about um, how this kind of mirrors Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline with people standing with Ward when it got, like, at the very worst. 
But I, like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of not paying attention to the show. Like, not seeing that this is where your character's been heading towards. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... I, there's a lot of conflicting feelings here with Rumpel, and I kind of yeah. just want them to either like do away with the Rumpel Bell thing and make him like be better f- for himself or be better for his son, like because that romantic storyline I feel is is gone. I don't know how they come back yeah. from that. I think anybody yeah. that thinks that this is out of character for Rumpel really hasn't been watching the same like, show. Either like they've he- been watching the show through like their rose-colored glasses because this is how Rumple has been like maybe not directly to Belle but that's how he's been to everybody else I mean it was different when he was in a more romantical pairing with Belle versus like an adversarial pairing as they are right now mm-hmm. so of course Rumple, when he was like all lovey-dovey with Belle he was not going to act that way to her but he was acting that way to everybody else mm-hmm. so him now acting that way to Belle might be a shock to you but this is still the same Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. And low-key, I could definitely... I mean, I'm trying to think. Last half of last season, it was definitely headed this way. Because he was still being low-key abusive to her in like a very subtle way um, last season. And it was definitely headed this that way this season. Uh and I mean, really, he could have gone two ways. He could have either gone really evil or he could have gone actually redeemed himself. And obviously he's leaning what... I mean, he is turning into 100% evil right now. Uh, it, it sucks, though. I mean, it sucks when you want to see all these characters redeem themselves. But at the same time, they're almost making it more realistic by not making everyone completely redeem themselves. They're making them... Mm-hmm. Like, Rumpel, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see him redeemed, because we kind of got a taste of that a little bit in a few of the seasons, but um, it's I, I always like him as a villain because, especially now, because he just doesn't care at all. He doesn't care about anyone or anything, and so that makes him much more dangerous in a way, much more cunning. So, yeah, I... I definitely saw this coming. <laughs> I, I, I either want him to be the big bad, like to end up in the end being what everybody has to like go up against. Cause mm-hmm. he's always been a really good villain or like the sacrificial thing. Like, but I just, I want him off my screen at the end of, at the end of this season. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't enjoy him as a character, as a villain. Like he feels worse than like a tv villain because a tv villain you at least like love to hate or you find them boring this one i don't love anything about the character it doesn't bring me any enjoyment it just it makes me feel bad and if i wanted to do that i'd watch a showtime show or something like god like (laughs) this is hardcore i i don't want to see that watching once upon a time give me fairy tales don't give me nightmares (laughs) Well, let's move into a fairy tale. And this was probably, I think, the shortest storyline of uh, the episode. We start off with uh, Snow and Charming. And uh, they've found a way to sort of cope a bit with um, the shared sleeping curse. So it it seems from what we saw, because we saw a couple of days in their life, 
that Snow is basically taking the day shift and uh, Charming is taking the night shift. So at the end of her day, Snow kisses Charming, he wakes up, and he starts his day at night. And uh, they write themselves little notes on a pad of paper, basically, you know, we'll, we'll get through this, you know, we'll figure this out, and that kind of thing. And uh, they seem to have, like, figured out this routine. Um, early on in uh, this whole ordeal, uh, Snow was about to uh, kiss Charming to, like, do the first transition, but uh, before she does that, she looks up at the mirror, and she's like, she's watching us, so she smashes the mirror. And um, after spending several days like this, uh, the final scene of, like, this storyline is, is basically Snow, like, being, like, very frustrated about this. And uh, instead of, like, writing a note to Charming, she ends up, like, crumpling the paper up. And she kisses him, and um, he ends up finding the note. And um, he sort of realizes her frustration. And, uh, she like, the last thing she said before she uh, kissed him was, I miss you. And he was, like, when he woke up, he's like, I miss you too, Snow. But they had, like, a couple of cute moments where, like, she would do videos on uh, the, the cell and that kind of thing. And he brought her flowers and, and that kind of stuff. So, this being the shortest storyline, what did you guys think of seeing Snow and Charming trying to cope with the shared sleeping curse? I will say, I do like that they used them to show us that several days have passed mm -hmm. by because usually we pick up like the next day and we don't really have time to breathe or the characters don't have time to breathe so it was nice to see several days pass by mm -hmm. yeah definitely i liked that a lot um because everything seems like you said everything seems to happen in like a really short period of time on the show but we did see a lot of days pass through this and I really liked that montage it seemed it was like a cute little rom-com type uh, massage there uh, or why did I say montage or massage, <laughs> or massage. Oh, lord I'm tired uh, but it was really cute I liked the way that they put it together it was cute but it was also like sad at the same time um, I liked you know the little uh phone messages or videos that they left each other and the notes that they left and the pictures and stuff, which it was really cute. I liked how they did that, but it's also so sad because they work so well together and you always see them together. Like Snow and Charming come in a pair and to see them separated, but still in the same room is so hard. Uh, but it was really cute. I, I did like how they put that together in that scene particularly I loved that like that those moments I, I I feel like they haven't given snowing very much material throughout like these seasons like they've just kind of been the solid as a rock the couple that you always see in your like well mm -hmm. they have troubles but they get past it like and it, they're they're the first true love the true love that everyone aspires to so this was pretty cool to see them like actually have to struggle with something and to not have someone to rely on. I, I don't know. I mm -hmm. just, I felt for them. Like I, 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 
and I felt bad for them and I felt like their strength slowly waning as the time went on. Like she came out guns blazing at the beginning being like with baby videos, with pancakes being made for one another. And it just comes to the end with the crumpled paper. Like you don't even have to see most of the conversation to know like they're in pain. Like I, and gosh, it, it, it feels melancholy to see, but it also feels like, yes, like they're putting them through another test and they are going to make make it through. Like, I, I will see like a happy ending with them. I don't see how, but it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Also, as to like theories, if they're true love and we've seen Regina give true love's kiss to Henry, why the hell hasn't Emma given true love's kiss to, to one of them and like wait, woken them up considering they're not, she's not part of the, that curse. It could happen. I'm guessing that, I mean, I honestly thought we would actually get a scene of them trying either Henry or Emma trying that, but just, I mean, I think, I think that there's maybe the evil queen thought of that and put something in the curse just because it seems like it would be such an easy fix. But I mean, it's possible that they overlooked that as well. <laughs> also could be charming is working nights as a sheriff. And I feel really bad for, for Emma. Cause she, she has to work all of the day now as sheriff. She don't have no deputy to help her out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, why, why is it like that? Do, do they switch and like he works weekends in the day or something because she has to work as a teacher during the day? I, I, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. I, I love the technicalities of it, but this is just like something that's going on in the back of my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't just put a band aid on it, but I just want to know why it didn't work. Like, I would have liked for them to have explained or to have at least tried. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been Yeah. It probably has something to do with this being a sleeping curse with a twist. And because it's the same heart. and But I agree, I, I wish that they would have explained it. Or at least, you know, they could have like used like some exposition. Like, uh, you know, you know, I tried to wake them up, but, you know, it didn't work or something like that. Yeah, that probably... But I thought it was a powerful scene. Like, for it being, like, the shortest storyline of the episode, I thought they really, like, milked it for all it was worth in uh, the, the couple minutes that we saw of it. it. Like, it was really powerful to see. And I agree with uh, what uh, Priscilla had mentioned, that you just consistently saw, like, the deterioration of, of like, hope, basically. Or at least the sort of, like, the... Um, the uh i don't know what you would call it but the just the the mystique of it just wearing off uh with each uh kiss mhm yeah oh like i and we also we finally get to see some repercussions from that splitting of the heart like yeah you always had it on as the background thing and you're like okay well, they split their heart. Now what? Now if one state like if one dies, does the does the other one die too? Like, what is the consequence of them being together this way? And now we know curses can be shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do 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 do. 
<laughs> the more you know. That was great. Thank you. Okay, so let's continue on with the major storyline for the episode. And uh, it starts off with uh, basically Emma, like, trying to reach out to the dragon. Because they, they feel like the dragon might have an answer as to how to stop the evil queen and how to break this curse. But uh, Emma has no luck finding the dragon. I mean, first off, she doesn't know his name. So it's kind of difficult to find a man called the dragon in New York City. <laughs> I love that. I love how I brought that out. <laughs> it was fantastic. He's just the dragon. And uh, so Regina comes up with an idea Basically, using a mirror to trap her evil self inside of it. And they're going to use Henry as bait. And Henry's uh, perfectly fine to go along with it. So, Henry's out at the beach. He uh, calls the evil queen so they can have a little secret rendezvous. And, uh, you know, Henry is like, you know, why did you do that to my grandparents? And, um... And uh, he's like, I-, I won't forget what you've done to them. And so he ends up poofing away. And Emma and Regina appear. And uh, the evil queen's like, oh, how can you use my son against me? And all this kind of stuff. And so uh, they're ready to trap her into the mirror. But the evil queen, of course, has the upper hand. Because she's like, everything that you thought, I've thought of it already. And she had switched mirrors with uh, Regina. So Regina has a dummy, and the Evil Queen has the enchanted one, and the Evil Queen uses the mirror to trap Emma and Regina into it. Brum, brum, brum. And she ends up breaking the mirror to keep the women trapped inside. And so inside the trapped mirror universe, uh, Emma starts looking for Regina, and she discovers that she can see Storybrooke through the various mirrors in this realm, but nobody can hear them. And uh, Regina believes that the only person that can reach them is Henry. So, uh, unfortunately for them, though, the Evil Queen has taken Regina's place, and is fooling everyone into thinking that she's really Regina. And uh, she explains that she got rid of her other half, and she feels free now. But what about Emma? She magics a voicemail onto Hook's phone, and it basically is saying, you know, this is Emma, I'm on my way to New York to find the dragon, you know, I'll be gone for a couple days, see you all soon. Oh my. So, while they're in this mirrored realm, I thought the usage of the mirrors were really neat because we got to see a couple of characters that we don't see as often. There was a moment with Granny. Shout oh, out to Granny. No, I was hoping for you to be like, <laughs> they look in the mirror and they see Granny. And it's like, damn it, Jeffrey. I know, <laughs> but, but they actually see Granny this time. Exactly. Which was awesome. <laughs> and. And we also saw Sneezy. Um, I don't know what he was doing, but he was having fun. <laughs> that was the best. I loved it. Man, it, it was just... 
I wish they would have done more just to see what, you know, like more random citizens of Storybrooke are doing, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I guess you could say. But it, the two that we got to see was really funny. It um, feels like if you've if you all have ever seen the bonus videos in the DVDs, the season one DVD where like they're interviewing people like yes. at the weather station, at the library and stuff like I. I I liked that little like nod, and I hope that if we're it, like we get to see more like in the Blu-ray DVD, like what people in Storybrooke are doing behind the mirror, like that that would be cute. Yeah, that would be fun. Yes, I thought it, I, would love I thought it was great. I wish that we would have seen some more people that we don't usually see. I think that would have been awesome. But it, what we saw was great, and Regina's line was amazing, especially after Sneezy. She was like, "Oh, why aren't you know useful people looking in the mirrors right now?" It was amazing. She has a little like tantrum, like she waves her hand and just kind of like like puts her shoulders up and down kind of like toddlers do i was like god damn it evil queen you're you're supposed to be the adult here why are you having a tantrum i know right (laughs) and so uh, the evil queen masquerading as regina visits gold but obviously gold knows that uh, it's the evil queen and he he does a great line of that i thought i'd never see you in a pantsuit and uh while she tries to use her um seductive charms um he refuses her advances and the queen ends up asking gold for an item that uh she's going to use it's called the hammer of hephaestus and it gives magic to those without it and she explains that she wants it for henry and so he ends up giving her the hammer and and he's like you know what do you have to offer for me and she explains that at this point, they're on the same team. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was intriguing, Henry doesn't have magic, but he's the author. So I guess the pen has the magic. He's just assigned to the pen. Is that how we're going to take it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, the, the author has magic so long as he has the pen in play. He couldn't do anything because the pen was in Underbrook, and it I think it still is. So, yeah. Henry, useless unless used as a trap. Well, there you go. <laughs> and so, the disappearance of Emma has Hook suspicious. You know, he's still calling her. He's left her, like, a billion voice messages. And my, my favorite line, he was like, I really don't know how these cell phone things work, but I do believe that they work in New York. So you better give me a call back. <laughs> that was the best, man. It's fantastic. Boo, well, how far? Awesome. He knows how to use a cell phone. I'm Which is amazing. <laughs> and he called, like... Oh, wait, we haven't gotten there yet. Well, he called her like 12 times. He did, he did which was amazing. But I, I love that they keep on referencing that he really doesn't understand stuff in this world. <laughs> yes. Which is good. Although it seems that everyone has like caught on except for poor Hook, which maybe says a lot for Hook. But also, I mean, he has been busy trying to save like the universe and stuff, so I can forgive him for maybe not knowing what Netflix and chill means. But, um, you know. you know what I'm saying. He's been, like, dead for, for one entire season. Give him a chance, guys. <laughs> I know, right? I agree, I agree. And so, after he leaves that voice message, he, you know, 
the uh, Emma's cell phone does the you know chirps, and then he finds it, and then he sees that there are all these missed calls from him, and then from out of the blue, because I guess she, you know she's like Santa, she sees you when you're sleeping, she knows when you're awake. There's the evil queen, and she's basically like, oh, you know, you're too smart. I didn't think you'd be this smart, and uh, she ends up before he can do anything, uh, whooshing him away, and. He bumps his head on a rock and gets knocked out. So, yeah. yeah. That happens. So, inside <laughs> of the mirror, in the world behind the mirror, uh, Emma and, and Regina are searching for Henry in the mirrors because they, they feel like he's the one that will sense something or will be able to see or something or other. And so Emma remembers that Henry's going to be at Granny's to meet Violet before the school dance because this is it's time for the school dance and Henry was nervous about it earlier, but uh, the evil queen as Regina sort of like, you know, calmed him down and was like, you know, you'll have fun. And uh, while Henry is waiting for Violet because he's a little he's nervous because Violet has stood him up on their John Hughes uh, movie marathon nights and that kind of thing and so he goes to the mirror and and basically I guess you know is trying to uh, give himself you know a, a pep talk and uh, Emma and Regina on the other side start banging on the mirror and uh, Henry can't hear them but he does hear like the banging. I mean, it isn't loud, but it's it's a faint banging. He's like, "What is this?" And he approaches the mirror, but before he can investigate any further, "quote unquote" Regina, aka the Evil Queen, pretending to be Regina, shows up, and um, Henry tells her that he doesn't feel that he's good enough for Violet. But uh, she reminds him that, that he is, that he comes from royalty, and, you know, he's a prince, and he should act like one, and uh, that, uh, you know, that he'll be fine, and, you know, he should act like a royal, because even though they're, they're not in a palace right now, they might be one day, and, uh, you know, people respect those that are royals and whatnot and just as he's about to leave uh because uh you know he's gonna check to see if violet arrives uh, she ends up telling him to stop slouching that uh you know that i, I forget the exact line but it's like stop slouching you know uh, does anybody remember it uh, no remember. it's yeah Something like if if uh, like no one will respect you if you don't something like that you know if you slouch posture no one will respect you or something like that or no one will take you seriously something like that and there's a look on Henry's face and so he heads on over to the booth at Granny's to say hi to Violet and basically he's like keep on smiling look pretty. And just smile at everything that I tell you. That lady behind me, that's the queen. The evil one. A.K.A. not my mom. Uh, we need. I need to find out where my moms are because I have a feeling she did something to them. And, uh, you know, they. 
I need to figure out what to do, but we have to leave. So uh, can you say something to make us leave? And she ends up saying loudly, oh, you know, you like my dress. Well, I wanted a different one, so let me go show you it. And so they use that as an excuse to leave while Regina sort of looks very Regina, a.k.a. the Evil Queen, looks very happy at uh, Henry and Violet together. So, Henry ends up heading to uh, the, um, the, the Regina's vault to investigate. And on the other side of the mirror, Regina and Emma end up finding the dragon. The dragon is a prisoner in the world behind the mirror. And um, he like basically scolds Regina. He's like, you know that whole thing that I told you before about, you know, these two sides of you that are fighting and that you better win? That was supposed to be an internal fight. It's not supposed to be a fight out in the real world. And um, he tells Regina that she needs balance. And he also says that he found a back door out of the mirror world. And so the dragon leads them to basically what was Sydney's lair and it seems as if Sydney was uh had figured out a means to get out of uh, the mirror world but it, it was extremely difficult because he has to basically piece together these shards of a broken mirror and that mirror ends up turning into a portal to break free from uh, the world behind the mirror I liked this. Like, gosh, like, I, I had some people, like, disagree and being like, well, why does the dragon not have, like, wings? Like, why is, like, the mirror world, like, so cheap oh, looking? I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what? Dep- like, based on, like, other CG that, like, once has had, like, I feel like they stepped up the plate. Like, the Kraken looked good a couple of episodes ago, and mm-hmm. the, the dragon looked good now. Like, I... I don't know, like, I loved that, and I felt that Henry didn't get the gist of this is the evil queen that's talking to me. Like, he should have gotten that from, like, you're a royal, she's just a peasant, like, they, like at, at that point I'm like, hmm, who's the person who calls themselves an evil queen and takes a lot of, like, pride in her position in, like, life like who would tell that to you why do you think that this is your mom like it took him uh, up until she said like that line about posture for him to figure it out and it made me sad because henry she's really smarter than this like he, he he was a smart little boy to be able to bring emma to storybrooke like so he's grown he knows what magic is is about like he should have figured that out sooner I'm glad he... But he is preoccupied with the dance and Violet standing him oh, up, yeah. so I can give him a little Dude, slack. That... He's ha- He has his own little tween or teen, uh, you know, I, drama. Teenage I angst. Like they're up the school and they're bringing up friends again because he, he does do other shit besides, like, save the day. Like, he has to exactly. do kids do. But yeah. Although was the dance at Granny's? I was no, confused. No, he had a date before at Granny's. Before they yes. were going to go to the dance, and that. Okay. I, I I love that his girlfriend Violet is like ride or die. Like she's just kind of like, okay, we're on this date, but you have problems. Like, okay, 
I will figure out like how to help you real quick. Like <laughs> let's let's run with it. Let's go with it. Like Violet is a badass. For like I've only been there for like a couple of lines. And she yeah, yeah she like came up with an excuse like right away. I was like, dang, I love it. Yeah. And so the dragon explains to them that he he's been trying to uh, put the portal back together, but uh, he he hasn't been able to. And he also tells Emma that he knows about what's going on with her and her parents, and that he can't uh, break her parents' curse. Um, but uh, you know there might be another way to uh, to fix it. And so as they're working on the portal, Henry. Uh, you know, takes the um, the curtain down from uh, Regina's mirror in her vault and, and tries to contact them when the Evil Queen shows up and she's basically like, you know, that's not how mirrors work, Henry. And uh, she tries to tempt Henry to become a part of, like, her team and to become a part of her future. And there's this great conversation about Darth Vader and Star Wars, which I thought was amazing. And um, then uh, when Henry's basically like, no, you know, this isn't going to happen, the Evil Queen takes out the dragon's heart and uses it on the dragon to send uh, the ladies a message. And uh, she ends up turning the dragon into Granny. No, into an actual dragon into the dragon's dragon form and uh she basically sends the dragon to uh, kill emma and regina and so while the dragon is huffing and puffing uh in the mirror world the evil queen tempts henry to kill the dragon with uh the um the hammer hephaestus's hammer and uh he basically she's like you know if you want to save them you need to smash the dragon's heart and henry's like but if regina dies you die and the evil queen's like well that's why i know you're gonna make the right decision and so emma and regina have like a heart to heart in the mirror world because regina like she's she mentioned it a couple times basically like you know you need to save yourself you know if if i die basically it's it's okay i'll sacrifice myself you know i i can basically kill myself and then the evil queen will die and and all this kind of stuff she said that earlier in the episode and emma's like you know stop trying to martyr yourself you know we can figure this out together you know we can both uh be there for uh, Henry's future. And then she also reminds Regina, like, you know, I'm the one with sort of, like, death knocking at my door. I need you to be alive because I trust that you will do the best for Henry and that you will raise him right. And so they end up thinking, like, okay, we don't have magic in this world behind the mirror, but the dragon is magic. And so if they can get him to huff and puff on the mirror maybe that can be their means of uh breaking free from this realm and you know portalizing themselves into storybrook and so while they're trying to figure that out henry has the hammer 
the evil queen is like, use it, use it, use it. And um, Henry ends up using the hammer, but not on the dragon's heart. He ends up busting the mirror with it, and then the mirror starts glowing. And that the dragon, as a dragon, is ready to huff and puff on the mirror. And so Henry ends up, which this was genius, grabbing the dragon's heart. The fire ends up bursting through the mirror, and uh, Emma and Regina end up bursting through the mirror as well. And so the evil queen is stunned uh, and uh, basically is like, oh, you know, Henry, you're hiding behind uh, these two women. You know, I wish that you had been stronger and all this kind of stuff. And then Henry stands up for himself and uh, says that, you know, this was my decision and, uh, you know, and all, you know, it was a really nice moment for Henry, I think. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. I fucking love that, like, he doesn't have power, he doesn't have magic, but he affects change by being, like, what he wants to see in the world, by being good, by not taking shortcuts, by not doing what the evil queen did. Like, I loved the mirroring. Uh-huh. The, <laughs> the, 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 what we saw, like, her, like, Regina have to do when Rumpel was like, "You, well, I, I need, like, if you're gonna de- defeat Snow, I need to see you do magic the right way. I need to see that you have what it takes. So she crushed that woman's heart for the first time. And she expects Henry to do the same. And she's kind of doing the same stuff that Cora told her, that, like, being royalty is important, that that's what matters, that you need to show power. Like, so you're seeing the evil that Rumple and Cora have taught Regina and the fact that Henry just says no I'm better than that and I I gotta feel that it must be super like lonely to see that the evil the, the evil queen not even who she considers her son wants to be on her side it's kind of like Henry season one in how he's like no this is the evil queen I don't want to be a part of her and just to see, like to realize that not even your family cares about you that they, that he says that the, you're always going to be alone so the only person you have to talk to is the person that nobody else wants to talk to either with rumple like damn like this yeah. is why you're a team cuz nobody wants to be on your side yeah i thought it was sad that she felt, she being the evil queen, that the only way that she could bond with Henry was by darkening his heart. I was like, that's sad. Like, that's really mm-hmm. the only way you can bond with him. And that line that Henry said to her, where he was like, you know, you know, I am myself, you know, I am my own person, but I also am my family. And like, you know, I love my family and I have my family behind me. And basically like, who do you have? Like, you don't have a support system. You know, I'm stronger and my family's stronger because we're all united. And, you know, you're alone. I was like, damn, burn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. And so Hook arrives just in the nick of time as, as she was getting ready to do whatever the hell she was going to be doing. And uh, <laughs> she obviously vows revenge and poofs away. And so later on that night, Henry and Violet 
at Granny's after hours end up having their dance and Violet ends up confessing to Henry that the reason why um, she sort of went all ghosty on him was because of school and uh, you know she wasn't sure where she fit in you know is she a princess is she a nerd is she this that or the other and Henry was basically like no you are you and just be yourself which I thought was really nice. And so the, they have their dance, and Emma and Regina watch from outside. And, and they realize that they don't necessarily need to raise Henry, that Henry has grown up right before their eyes. And so we yeah. have to take this sweet moment, and we have to take it to the dark side. No, because I'm sorry, I have to. So... Back at Gold Shop, Gold and uh, the Evil Queen, obviously uh, disappointed by their defeats, they agree to, you know, team up. They are officially now officially teaming up, and um, it, it leads to kissing, but it also leads to Gold to ask a favor of the Evil Queen, because earlier in the episode, when he poofed away from Zelina's residence, you know, after finding out that he can't harm her, he was like, well, you know me, I can always find a loophole. So he asks the evil queen to help him kill the one thing that stands in his way. And that thing is a person, and that person is named Zelina. So... Gold basically is asking the Evil Queen to kill her sister. Now, if we saw her facial expression, she did not really seem down for that. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to see this story play out just because Zelina was the one that was like, the Evil Queen are, is the parts of my sister that, that are me, that she's the one that really cares about me. Well, now, now it's time to lay your cards on the table. Does she really give a shit about you? Is she going to defend you against Rumpel? Or are you going to have to rely on Regina as opposed to the evil queen? Yeah. Is she and, your real sister? And exactly. does the evil queen love Rumpel? Because the whole theme of, remember, like, the Korra thing of, like, love is weakness and, and that kind of thing came into play this episode. So is Rumpel trying to use that against the evil queen? Like, does he feel like the Evil Queen loves him? Like, I, um, I thought that it was interesting that that was brought up, and then all of a sudden, like, this was his request. I don't know if you two thought it was interesting as well. What I think is interesting is, whole, like, who the hell has a conversation with someone two inches away from their mouth? Like, they always have, like, their conversations, like, right in front of one another. <laughs> There is no bubble. There's not even, like, a surface of a bubble there. They just, like, are really intense and, like, two or three inches away from one another at all times. And it's gotten to the point where I want to read, like, a summary of the episode before I watch it just so I can be like, okay, these are the scenes that I can rewind, like, I can fast forward through because I really don't want to see them. God, I don't want to see the Golden Queen makeout session. Like, I know. I don't know. It, it feels like a Dementor sapping the youth out of someone. Like, I really don't, like, their their scenes have no chemistry. Like, 
don't well, know. Well, no, I disagree. I feel like they have really good chemistry. It, it's just unsettling to see because I don't want them together at all. I feel like, okay, Belle and Rumpel's, like, kisses had chemistry. Mm-hmm. Zelina and, and Rumpel's, like, interaction, or Cora as a young Cora, and they're, like, they had, like, heat. But this, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm just going to switch the channel back to Henry and my two gay moms. Like, I oh, gosh. Like, oh, damn. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm being blinded by all of the evil queen's rhinestones on her gown, but I don't see it. No, yeah, I think man, you're blinded by your hatred of Rumple. I see it, and this is not me defending them because I don't agree with them. But for me, their chemistry is more lust. It's not love. It, it's definitely physical. And, it, it, I mean, I don't approve of it at all. But, I mean, they've always had chemistry i mean back in season one now they're going at it literally but to the extreme and i find it unsettling as well because i just i don't like them together and i feel like and i've always said this that the evil queen and regina are gonna have to merge back together and she's gonna have these memories of her with rumple and like (laughs) she even had like the shiver thing when she found out about them together so she like she doesn't want to have those memories my favorite face this entire season was when everyone found out about the evil queen and uh rumpled together and hook just does like a (laughs) face and i'm like that's the face of everybody that's watching Can, can i just mention this together henry's grandpa is with his step-great-grandmother, who is also his foster mother, so any kid that they have would be an uncle-brother to him. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is messed up. You you need to stop with the connections in the, in the Storybrook family tree. <laughs> like, you need to... No one's gonna be able to marry, ki- or marry anybody and have kids at yeah. all. <laughs> Henry's gonna have to, like, have an interview where he's like, are you really into the work? <laughs> yeah. Uncle Brother, coming soon to Cartoon Network. Because <laughs> oh well, they had a cartoon, That's Uncle Grandpa. Grandpa. He was, that, that was good. But, no. Oh, no. yeah, it was, no. Absolutely not. This. Yeah. I shudder every time that she walks into a shop. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to make out. Here we go. <laughs> Make out central. Let me just like continue the train onto the next stop because it's gotta be better than this. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah, man, I don't even know. Dump this storyline. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Let's brighten things up and let's discuss the MVP for the episode, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Who is your MVP? And of course, the rule. It is the same. If someone mentions uh, a character that you would like to mention, you have to select a different one. So we will start off with Priscilla. I'm going to go with Regina. Like, it was, it was a toss-up between Regina and Emma. Because I like the range that she gives, like, as Regina. I'm not going to count as the evil queen. In that she's desolate at some point. She's just kind of like, I'm going to go hurt myself because that's the only way we can hurt the evil queen. And Emma kind of has to talk her out of it saying, like, no, 
if bad stuff happens, it's going to have to be you that like takes care of Henry and talking about how she was like was scared to have like to realize whether or not like she raised Henry and the the debacle that comes from your son like not really like liking you but you being part of a family now being part like of somebody like of some group and they accept you and to see her kind of like go back and like have a tantrum in, within the mirror world and also be kind of self-sacrificing be like no I'm gonna face up against the dragon like she had so much courage and so much heart to her but still yet still being like the sassy evil queen that she not evil queen but the sassy queen that we suspect that, that we always want and enjoy to see on our screen so I loved Regina this is given up to her I loved this episode to see them both in it. It, it and as a side note hook kind of felt like a side to the to this to this story like it was all about the family the moms henry mm-hmm. it, so having hook scenes like i i love me some hook but he didn't need to be there he really didn't love this episode well there you go I'm going to give my MVP next, but uh, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Lana Parrilla. I think she did a fantastic job. I mean, we've been seeing her throughout the season as the Evil Queen and as Regina, but in this episode, we got to see her as the Evil Queen pretending to be, to be mm-hmm. Regina, which I think was so beautifully done. And, like, you could see, like, her subtle faces, like, when she was like talking to Snow and like Snow was like I'm so proud of you and like you could see that she wanted just to like growl at her but she couldn't obviously because she's Regina like you could see Regina and the Evil Queen like all at once in her face and it was fantastic so she did a phenomenal job but onto my MVP I gotta give it to Henry what? I have to give him props Yes. Um, Well, while Katie's thinking of her her next MVP, um, I got to give him props. I I thought he was such a strong character this episode. I loved uh, just that entire scene uh, or set of scenes inside of uh, the vault were beautifully done and very well acted. I I think uh, Jared Gilmore has really been stepping up as an actor and and just seeing him sort of being torn and tormented by the evil queen to like have to kill to save two people that he loves and then that moment when he stood up to the evil queen and um, basically read her and all that kind of stuff that was phenomenal And, and even that that scene at the end where he was very um just you know just opening his heart to violet and uh and he just basically put his heart out on his sleeve for her and was like hey you know do you like me he, he was very vulnerable at that moment emotionally and i was like you know what that's a grown-ass thing to do and uh then when he sort of like realized i was like oh and he's like oh my gosh like that's what it was like i thought you didn't like me do you like me and all this kind of stuff i thought it was cute it was teen 
angst, but in a very clean, neat, and, I don't know, sort of like real kind of way. It wasn't like heightened for television, which I thought was, was nice. So... <laughs> was was his line this episode? One of them was just kind of like, I knew I should have started with 16 camp. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was super cute. It was nice. He was, like, he was a good kid this episode. It was good. So my MVP is Henry, and hopefully I filibustered enough for you, Katie, so that you can pick someone else. <sighs> so it was really I'm Henry. I'm so mad. <laughs> I was. I was going to choose Henry for all those reasons. Because... Uh, because he was so great in this episode and he just like really stepped it up and I just loved his relationship with Violet a yes, lot. Yes, but you can't plagiarize uh, me, anyways, Katie. Sorry. I cannot. So I am going to choose Emma as my other <gasps> one because she was Surprise, no surprise. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Katie. <laughs> oh gosh, I think we're, choose, we've man. all fallen off you our chairs. Another option. I thought that she was to choose Belle. Like, I honestly thought she was going to choose I thought Belle. you were going to choose <laughs> the evil queen. Probably not. <laughs> Man, I could have chosen Belle, too, because she was great in this episode. You should have chose but Granny. I'm going... Yeah, that's true. She did have a few little good scenes there. Or one good scene. <laughs> it's the best one. Uh, but I'm choosing Emma, because she was just great in this episode, man. <laughs> I had to come up with the reasons now uh she was great um i really liked her adventure with regina in the mirror world um she she really you know opened up doorways for regina to shine because you know she has said several times in the episode that you know, I'm the one here who's going to die and I'm not going to be here for Henry. So you really need to stay alive and I'm going to do my best to help that happen. I'm going to do my best to help um, make sure that you make it out of this. Okay. And you're there for Henry. And um, it just, it showed you how far they have come from the first season when they hated each other, Regina and Emma hated each other. And now they're working together and it just, it shows a lot of character development between them and the dynamic that they have together, which is super cool. I'm not into Swan Queen at all, like at all, <gasps> but as a friendship dynamic, I love them together because they're just, I love the way that they work together and how far they've come. They've come so far and it showed how they have bonded on a level where they both care about Henry so much and they want to do their best to be the best moms that they can be for him which is really really neat and I like it a lot so I'm going towards Emma for just stepping it up and uh helping Regina out well, there you go. You mentioned like that line that was that uh, that was also like really great, where she's just kind of like, "You need to keep these gems because I don't know how long I'm going to be alive to give them." Like, Ugh. yeah, it's like, oh the, the, gosh, that so sad. And Miss doing a good job. Like, I could see why you chose her. She like that was a good pick. That was going to be my second pick if I couldn't choose Regina. Yeah, see, there we go. Well, Katie <laughs> just picked her five minutes ago, but um. 
Katie does not approve of the Swan Queen, but she does approve of Empedo. Oh, good lord. <laughs> for the listeners. You speak for yourself. Empedo <laughs> is a ship that we started, uh, that Katie approved of way back in our very first season. Uh-huh. Whatever. He's lying. And it's basically Emma and Geppetto. <laughs> in love. Oh, okay. But you did like Grand Petto, though. Which oh Grand, I could get down with that. They're they're age know, appropriate. The same age range there. <laughs> he loves her lasagna. She loves his wood. Oh, <laughs> why? Okay, <laughs> time to move on. Yes, I think it's time to rate the episode. We've got an apple scale from 1 to 10. The point system is allowed. And of course, if you deem an episode worthy, if it's more than 10, you may give it the coveted, the shiny and and brilliant and uh, not at all mirrory golden apple. So we'll go in the same order. So that means, Priscilla, you are first. How will you rate this episode? Um, let me see. Like, if it, I've been going up and down with the score throughout our chat. Like, I really want to give it a low score, though. Like, as much as I loved the dynamic and the, between Henry, Regina, and Emma, that episode was really brought down by the rumple scenes and by like I don't know just everything about that like it just it left a really sour note that I don't think the brightness could fix so I'm gonna give it a five five out of ten my least favorite episode of this season you're so dramatic I love it <laughs> I'm oh sorry. God. I take rating episodes. Simon. Seriously. Okay, Simon. Lord. <laughs> Listeners, rewind the episode because she started off by saying she really liked the episode. I know. I, I thought know that was the rating Katie was going to give it. No, but like going through. Watch this, Katie you know, give it like a, a, an eight and a half now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, y- y'all brought me down. Like, I'm glad Brittany wasn't here because she would have made it like a three out of ten for me. But Oh my God. You know what? No, I'm going to increase it then. Six out of ten. One more point. Yeah, okay, wow. there you go. It's in some, in some areas. Well, I guess I am Mr. Sunshine this episode because I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fantastic. I wasn't sure what to expect of the episode besides them getting trapped in the mirror world. And I, I thought it was... A really strong character episode. There were a lot of great conversations amongst the characters. So for me, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 9 juicy red Woo-hoo. apples. Ju- <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> woo! I like it. Yeah. We got to keep the woo up. Have ever given a, a, a score lower than 8? <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, I really enjoyed the season. So, I don't think any episode is worth less than eight. But that's just my opinion. I really have. I I think this is a really strong season. Um, Yeah, I think. I'm trying to remember. I think the last two episodes I've given them eight, and those are the ones that I didn't really fully care for the most. 
but there were elements that I liked. I don't know. I just I, I can't see myself going lower than a seven unless it's like really really bad. But that's my take on things. So, Katie, you started off this recording by saying you didn't like the episode. So I'm interested in seeing your score because, as I mentioned, Priscilla started off saying that she loved the episode and she gave it a six. So I'm wondering if sort of like the inverse mirror type of thing is going to be the same with you. So you didn't like it, but what score are you going to give it? Well, I'm not like a super tough writer. I was going to give it like a seven and a half. Oh, and I didn't okay. even like it that much. I mean, oh I liked gosh. it, but I didn't like... There was something about it that I was kind of a little bit bored. I don't know why. I still can't pinpoint why. But... It was all the mirrors. No, because I loved the mirrors. See, here's the thing. I loved the mirror world. Um, I, I was always curious about... Well, I guess maybe I wasn't curious, because I just assumed that Sydney just appeared in the mirrors. I didn't think that there was a land that he was in. Um, but I think I, I really liked that we got to see the mirror world and it's a super intriguing world. And I liked how we got to get a throwback to when Sydney spent all that time in that world. Yeah. I wonder what he ate. Shards of glass. I don't know, man. That sounds painful. (laughs) Yeah. Especially coming out. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Sorry Uh, for the visual. (laughs) I enjoyed the mirror world and i really liked the henry scene specifically especially the violet um it just it was a really good episode for characters there were a lot of good lines like henry telling violet that she doesn't need labels she just needs to be herself and emma saying don't compromise who you are for someone else and Regina having some really great lines it was just it was a really Aladdin good and jasmine being cutesy yeah Yes, oh, your boyfriend. Oh, we're not really, you know. <laughs> Zelina's like, I don't care. And oh Zelina's reaction to them, the cutest. You are unfair. Moving my, my score up to 7 out of 10 now. Like, damn it. Like, you bring up all the nice things after bringing up all the negative things. The entire... Okay, 7 out of 10. I'm, I'm 10. <laughs> I like it. Keep on going, Katie. We'll get her to like an 8.5 soon. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh,. <laughs> I also like, yeah, I loved the scene, how Zelina played off of Aladdin. That was great. Um, Aladdin is just adorable, and I just, I'm really happy that they're on the show. And so, yeah, and I just, I wasn't a fan of Golden Queen crap that's happening and the Rumple and Belle thing. I don't even know what's going on there. I do, I appreciate Belle not letting him change her opinion or not letting her cower down i like how she's like no this is dumb and yeah i, don't I like, like strong bell yeah and hook and technology you oh, can never go wrong best, man and i like how he told the queen to shove off i was like same thank you <laughs> but anyways so i'm gonna give it like a 7.5 out of 10 apples just for some reason I don't know why. I just got a little bored. Like, I can't pinpoint it, but otherwise, there were a lot of great scenes. So, yeah. Okay. I can dig it. So, Katie, you might not have a magic mirror, but I know you have crystal balls. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) 
It sounds kind of weird. Yeah. But I'm just going to go with it because I already said it, so it's out in the ether. So, Katie, can you look in your crystal balls and tell us what's to come? <laughs> Wait, that sounded even worse. Yes, oh, oh my god! Why? It's oh time. <laughs> it's time to get a little spoilery. Less time to. <laughs> okay, I gotta restart. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I apologize. It was a good one, though, wasn't it? It was. I'm done. It was... <laughs> I'm done. Okay, I'm gonna compose myself real quick. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check out our official Facebook Live page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Starbrook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit my site at starbrookmirror.tumblr.com. We keep everything up to date as quickly as it comes out. Uh, things may be coming out a little bit slower. Might have to wait until next week for like press releases and sneak peeks and promotional photos and all of that. Just because we are taking a break this week because of the AMAs, so keep that in mind. There will not be a new episode this current week. There will be one on the twenty seventh. The next new one will be on the twenty seventh of November. Um, so watch for that. Um, so because of that, there really have not been a lot of spoilers that have come out. There have been some filming stuff, which is kind of fun. Um, there was, for the 12th episode, which is titled Murder Most Foul, and I am guessing relates to Charming's father's murder. Ooh. Um, there were scenes... Filmed in the green screen in Fairytale Land. We didn't. There's not much information about that, except that there was a picture of them filming in Fairytale Land. Um, there was also a scene filmed in Starbuck with Charming and Hook. And by the way, Jane Espenson said that this episode is the Captain Charming or the Charming and Hook uh, adventure episode, or they go on an adventure or something. Some they have a lot in this episode. So Rokey there were scenes. Heck yeah. I'm super excited. I love them a lot. <laughs> but there were scenes filmed with Charming and Hook in Storybrooke where Charming is holding handcuffs. And the, I mean, I think these are behind the scenes photos where they're just goofing around. But he's like, he has them behind Hook's back. So it appears that he may be arresting him. Oh my so gosh, please don't tell me that what I predicted is right. I, I think you you're right about your prediction and i'm uh i know that uh hook killed charming's father (gasps) but i have a feeling he didn't know that it was charming's father and my my hope is that he you know made a deal with someone and, and part of the deal is he had to kill this person or he was blackmailed into doing it or he's paid to do it or hopefully yeah. it, you know it, there isn't like a real like vengeance horrible mm-hmm. type of thing but i and i feel like it like is like his father to begin with so well there's I that yeah so i mean yeah i don't know I, I, it appears that that is the route that they are going. 
crap. Oh, I just know how people are going to react, but I don't care. They're doing something else to break up our Captain Swan. <laughs> oh, good lord. Way to make them That's... sound like Neanderthals. Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, anyways... There's that. There's also <laughs> scenes with Robin and the Sheriff of Nottingham in Storybrooke that were filmed. And then there were mm-hmm. scenes with Regina and Robin filmed in Storybrooke. And Robin is in his Storybrooke clothing. Because before he was in his fairy tale clothing in Storybrooke. And now he's in his Storybrooke clothing in Storybrooke. So I still have no Katie, idea what, what the, the fuck going is on. going on. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no theories. Literally none. <laughs> Your balls aren't telling you anything. Oh <laughs> Can you stop it? <laughs> I apologize. We need to Th- that one was oh, tempting. <laughs> we oh. have no idea. No theory. <laughs> Nothing. Absolutely none. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Which is kind wait, of wait, exciting. Wait. Next episode is. is the Charming Bro TP one, and next episode is also what we saw in the promos. No, no, no. The next episode is episode 9. Charming Bro TP is episode 12. 12. Oh, okay. Yes. So, also, for episode 10 or 11, I'm not really sure which one for sure, there were scenes filmed with an extra in which appears to have an African-American royal family because the extra who posted the photos is an African-American man. And he was in kind of like kingly clothes, and then he has a wife who is in a, or what appears to be a wife, who is in a ball gown, and then a daughter who is in like a really fluffy ball gown. And there are some people who are like, oh, is this Princess and the Frog? But I do not think so. I don't think so, because I feel like if they're going to do Princess and the Frog, they're going to do like even a mini arc. Not yeah. just like a random. I need me some Tiana. Thing. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. So I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know which one, but it was around the time that they were filming for the 10th episode or the 11th episode. So we will have that to look forward to. And that is actually it for spoilers. And we don't have a press release because they did not release one. Because the next episode does not come out until, or for two weeks. But we did have the promo, which is super intense. Yeah, I feel so bad for Rumbellers. <laughs> yeah, it's like crap. Looks like Belle will be having her baby sooner than expected. <laughs> yeah, dark ones like to speed up pregnancies, apparently. Apparently, apparently. Uh, apparently you have two choices. Either you have your child... Your pregnancy sped up, or you have your child try to be taken away from you all the time. Because Snow always had her children taken away from her, and everyone else has had their pregnancies, like, magically sped up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you get your choice, apparently. <laughs> uh, can, can I ask you guys a weird question? Yes. Do you think, do you think the kid's alive? Like, because it, it, it looks like the way they phrased it, like, with her having the kid and then screaming, like, no... It's kind of like something bad happened with the pregnancy or like something bad happened with the birth. Like, and I'm like, are they really going to go that dark? Jesus, like, no. Or, or the no is because Rumple has taken him. 
Oh. That could be too. I don't okay. know what the heck I, I is prefer going that. On. I prefer that so much mm. to like Because what, we know that saying. their son has filmed for future episodes as an adult, which is super confusing. So that means that he sped up the pregnancy and the if a, I don't if know. a 30-year-old man pops out her hoo-ha, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm just saying. I really hope they don't go that route. <laughs> because that would kill me. Because it would be hilarious. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's a whole lot of baby popping out. Yeah, I, do, I don't think they're going that route. I just want to know what the heck is happening. Uh, Katie, that was great. That would kill her too. <laughs> and I'm hoping, I think, at the end of this episode, or it's the 10th episode, I'm not... I'm not sure, actually. Um, is when we get the alternate universe happening. So either, like, I'm hoping that it's the end of this episode, this next episode, so that we can find out what the heck is going on with this alternate universe. Um, I'm wondering if the... With the whole revelation about the lamp now, if the Evil Queen gets a hold of it and wishes something, like either that Robin never died... Or that the curse never happened or something. So that's where I'm guessing that they're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that it happens at the end of this next episode. So we don't have to wait a whole other week. Or, uh, yeah, like three weeks instead of two weeks to find out what the heck's going on with the alternate universe. That'd be interesting. But obviously it doesn't mm -hmm. stick. So... No! And it I looks mean, like I'm it's just curious. one episode, maybe? Unless they do, like, a two-parter. Maybe? The alternate universe? Yeah. No, Unless it's a two-parter. It lasts longer. How many episodes? Because so far they have filmed three... Episode 10, 11, and 12 has had fairy tale lands. Or wait, no. Maybe it's just 11 and 12. So maybe uh, it, because yeah. they're... It doesn't seem like they're doing a two-hour episode. So maybe they'll just split it up. So like the first part will be the mid-season finale and then the second part is the mid-season premiere. I don't premiere. know because... If it's going to be two episodes, the ones that we have confirmed that are going to be the the alternate universe are the 11th and the 12th episode. Oh, okay. So the 10th is not included in that. Yeah. I'm not sure because we did not get any. All we have of Fairytale Land from that episode, from the 10th episode, is Robin being in his Fairytale Land clothing. Okay. So maybe, so like, the 10th sort of, like, jumpstarts it, mm -hmm. and then there's, like, a cliffhanger, like, oh, no, what's really going on? And then it leads to maybe we'll get a two-hour mid-season premiere. Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Because we'll then, obviously, they fix it at some point. Well, yeah, but is it going to be, like, right away, or is it going to take several episodes? I mean, we'll obviously have to find out when they start filming the 13th episode. Yeah. But theory on um, the child. So he speeds up the pregnancy and maybe he, he forgets to turn off the speeding up. And so the <laughs> like, child what? turns into a man. <laughs> Crap. How do you ch how do you stop this fast forward from happening? Yes. There's a play button. <laughs> and Emma's no longer my friend, so I can't ask her. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know. I am confused. I don't know if he become if because of the alternate universe, maybe that's like 
Bell and him get married earlier and have the child earlier, and so the child has a chance to grow up in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, I have no idea. Um, we'll have to find out for sure. But I'm super confused what's going on because it does, as we kind of confirmed last time, it definitely appears that... Um, it appears that their son is the hood under the cloak. Yeah. I hope it's Regina that does the wish as opposed to the evil queen. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. Yeah. And because uh, maybe she ends up wishing that the curse didn't happen so that like the split never happened. Because mm-hmm. do you do you happen to know? Do you know if the evil queen is still filming? I do not know for sure because I do miss some of the filming, but it appears not. Okay. The last time we saw her, I believe, was the 10th episode. Okay. Well, that's so, interesting. Yes. Where in the last thing that we saw her film was where she, I think she tried to go up against a hooded figure and she was thrown to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Okay, well that's interesting, nonetheless. So we have All a lot right. of interesting things coming up to look to look for, which will be fun. Um, so that's basically all I have for spoilers. Um, we do have ratings for the latest episode, and unfortunately, they're a little bit sad. Um, last week, okay. Two episodes ago, we went down to an 0.9 in the demographics, which was the lowest we've ever gotten. And then last week, it bumped up to a 1.2 in the demographics, which was a big jump, which was great. And this week, we went back down to an 0.9, which kind of sucks. But, and it also went down slightly in the millions of viewers to 3.37 million. But I was reading from this Twitter account named the TV Grim Reaper. He is really knowledgeable or she, I don't even know who runs it. He or she is it's the very, Grim Reaper. It's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> it's very knowledgeable in ratings and how it will, you know, affect which shows get canceled, which shows get renewed and all of that. They have no bias against anything, which is fantastic. Um, so basically what they said about once upon a time so far is there are crazy I'm assuming what they meant there are crazies on both sides of once upon a time but it's in the middle of the ABC pack those shows are rarely cancelled and they also said once upon a time is at 81% of ABC's scripted ratings average plenty good enough for a renewal so don't worry yet people just keep watching live I like it. Mm-hmm. Who knew the Grim Reaper would have good news? I like it. <laughs> well, on that note, let's keep the positivity going. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here is our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe.
Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, wish listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Good night.